We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to DGD After Dark. Kobe, how you been, man? What's up? Not much. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Georgia got some good news recently. Did, is this news? Hey, man. I mean, you, you miss out on the number three linebacker. You're on shaky ground on the number two linebacker that's currently committed. And uh, what do you do? Do you go out and get you know, a couple of couple of guys lower, you know, eight, nine, ten range. No. You just pull the number one linebacker in the class. I would say out of the blue, but not really out of the blue. But you you pull him out of a of a long thought Oregon leaning man. Um, you know, I, I think it's super impressive. It it really speaks volumes to our ability to still recruit at a national level. And then it just tells you that Glenn Schumann gets his man he 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 just is bona fide and as long as we can pay him the money he wants he is worth every penny that we uh that we send him without question uh so if you're familiar with or if you're not familiar um the news obviously earlier that justin williams the Number one ranked linebacker in this class for 24 commits to Georgia over Oregon, as Kobe mentioned. And right with the news, like you said, Kobe, with with Riddick potentially leaving this class, I think this was a huge must have. Um, And, you know, I find it interesting that it's a couple days ahead of uh, Riddick's announcement, per se. Um, well, Well, I mean, overall, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the fact that Georgia just loaded up in the past two cycles at linebacker? I mean, obviously, right now, you've got Riddick and you've got um, Justin Williams. However, I, listen, I, you, I don't expect him to to be in this cycle much longer for Georgia, right? Just don't see that. What are your What are your thoughts on the fact that you have Justin Williams now as the cornerstone for the linebacker uh, class in 2024? Again, like I'm like I'm saying, it just really speaks to your ability to to recruit at a national level. You go and you get guys. Um, you know, one of Kirby's big things when he came in was really to lock down the state. Um, 
and, and it stings. You missed out on a good linebacker in Sammy Brown. I think Sammy Brown's going to have a good career at Clemson. Um, but you still sometimes can can alleviate that pain by going and getting a guy that, that is a better overall linebacker than Sammy Brown necessarily is. Um, you know, it, it, it really just shows you um, that, that it just – it matters that you're stacking talent and it matters to guys that want to be where you've seen success. You've seen Roquan Smith, you've seen, you know, Nicobe Dean, you've seen Quay Walker, you've seen Channing Tindall, you're looking at Smile Munden, you're looking at Pop Johnson. You know, we know that Smile Munden, it's been reported he's going to miss like first four games. You know, yeah, potentially. I think it, we don't really know exactly, but yeah, you, I mean, you're right there. And we're really looking at, that he could be a first-round pick this year, but the person that replaces him, whether it be one of the freshmen or, you know, a lot of reports come out that Xavier Sori has looked extremely well. I think people forget, I mean, Sori was like a top-five linebacker, maybe even a top-three linebacker when he came out during his cycle, if I remember right. So, I mean, you know, you may see a guy like him in a Channing Tindall role where he's going to step up in a big way this year get a lot of playing time, be a very good athlete, it may only take a year or two of game film for him to be able to bust through at the next level. Yeah, I, th- I think what's interesting, right, if you look at um, – if you look to understand more about Justin Williams, right, you're looking at a 6'2", 205, 210 range with the ability to put on extra weight at the next level. And then you pair that with 4'4", legit 4'4", speed. Um, that, listen, that's just downright scary. Um, and then you pair that with the likes of uh, Raylan Wilson and C.J. Allen and all these guys, right? I don't see Georgia's linebacker class dropping in regards to talent for years to come at this point. I really don't. And as, as Mike says, Chris Jones, yeah, I think Chris Jones is another one that, uh, you know, you look at, obviously right now, like I said, Riddick, which, listen, that's that's a well well-kept secret, hypothetically, right? He's going to go to Bama or Auburn at this point. I mean, Chris Jones is one of these guys that you, you he's one of the three, right, you expect in this class, right? I mean, and he's a good player too. But when it comes to what we look for at linebacker, I just think Justin Williams is the next man in that case. Well, well Justin Williams is – is like we've talked about. He's the guy as far as, um, you know, when you sit here and you think about a Nakobe, who was the number one linebacker in his class, you think of, if I remember right, Channing Tindall was like the number two linebacker in his class. Um, you know, Raylan Wilson, I forget where Raylan finished, if it was one or two, but, I mean, you're just stacking these guys that are that are top 50 talent in the country. They're top three talent at their position. They're – they're big, minus Nakobe a little bit. They're big, they're physical, they're fast, and you have an ability to play sideline to sideline. Like we all think, and I know, I mean, I loved it. You think of 2017 defense, you remember what he was Roquan's ability to feel like he made every tackle. It seemed like no matter where the ball was thrown, where the ball was ran, what side it was ran to, it felt like three made every tackle and he just had the ability to run and cover side to side and that's what we're looking for you know you're looking for guys that are big and fast can shed blocks 
And those are the guys that make it at the next level. That's why Rowe is a top five linebacker in the NFL. Yeah, you're, you're right. So, with that being said, um, promise a surprise. So, we're going to go ahead and do this. Got my man, Joseph Jonah Ajonye in the building. Um, what better way to bring in DGD After Dark than with the Nigerian Nightmare? And, um, obviously, teammate of Justin. So, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, you were there tonight. Um, tell us more about that, man. Give us a little bit of insight uh, as to what Georgia just landed with Justin Williams. Um, very um, good player, obviously. He has a very high motor. You know, he knows how to get to that ball, sideline to sideline. He likes to hit a lot. And I feel like that's essential if you want to play at Georgia because out hitting everybody is kind of like the culture there, you know. Dominance is kind of the culture there. Um, outside of football, he's a great human, you know. He's very, um, other than himself. I think it's interesting, right? Like, you, you hear the, the speed, right? 4-4 four, four speed. Right, you look at six two frame and a linebacker. That's kind of prototypical to what Georgia's looking for at the linebacker position, right? Um, but I want to get your thoughts on this, right? Obviously, I think Georgia fans are excited for this. But what's it like knowing that you're about to play with your teammate at the next level at Georgia? Um, it's it's amazing. You know, it's definitely a blessing because not many high school athletes get to play with their teammate. You know, especially on the same side of the ball. So, yeah, it's very exciting. That's why I'm very excited. You know, well, I figured you would be. I mean, I know when you when you uh, announced your commitment, right? Like it was one of those things where I felt like, you know, it kind of felt like that. You know, with you being in Georgia's class right now, it's like, man, now you just gotta Georgia just gotta land him. You know, gotta get uh, gotta get Justin in the fold. So it's always gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch that, but uh, obviously Oak Ridge, y'all, you know, you're getting ready for the season, or y'all are for that matter. Um, I want to ask you about this, like when when Justin comes in, right? What what do you expect to what do you expect it to be like at the next level? Like, are y'all gonna? I don't know. Is is the uh, chemistry and things from high school? Do you think it'll translate well? Do you think, or um, you know, what do you what are your expectations? I guess it when it comes to Georgia. Yeah, the chemistry is definitely going to translate um, to the next level. And I expect us to push each other, you know, um, every time and push the rest of our future teammates too, you know, because we're very hyperactive people, you know. We love, we love the game of football. We like to hit. So, yeah, that's what I expect. Looking at his tape, it seems like he has that knack for getting downhill and 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 finding the football and making contact. So you're, I think you're right on the head right there. Um, You were at his commitment tonight. Um, Tell us a little bit how that went. I seem like it seemed like the vibes were pretty excited. Did you know? Has this thing has this been coming in the making for a while now, or did? Because I know he mentioned that Kirby didn't even know. So. You know, how what was that like? You know, in the in the room, if you will, when he announced that he was coming to Georgia. Oh, for me, tell me anything. He kept me in the dark like this whole. 
organ. Art. Yeah, I think I think I think he, you know, it's one of these things, man. Like, I'm not necessarily a proponent to like look at the crystal balls and things like that, because you know, it kind of obviously from a fan's perspective, you start to see those things change, right? And it's like, oh, you know. So it's like, but it was interesting because you know, it was it's just fun to watch, right? Another Georgia commit come in. Um, you know, I think it was interesting. Um, what is he was on the call and I, was it was it his brother? I think it was his brother. Uh, jumped in on the call. <laughs> um, but no, I thought that was funny too. It's one of those things where you're probably, he's probably stressed out, but trying to get it over with and that happened. I thought it was interesting. Um, but, you know, obviously you look at the linebacker class, right, in this 24 cycle overall, right? You've got yourself, you, now you're looking at on the D-line with uh, Jordan Thomas, Justin Green, right? Now you got linebackers, right? Um, now, that, now that you two are both in the class you know what what shall's next move right is it is it just now that it's over prepping for the season getting the season over with coming to georgia or is it like are you going to actively recruit obviously you don't have to name drop names i'm not going to do that right i'm not going to do that but you know are you what's the what's the plan now that justin's in the fold um i want to get one more guy and then that's it you know he's probably going to commit I think he's gonna commit August first. I don't. Know. Mm-hmm. And then after that, well, during that time period, I'm. Okay, I think it went in and out for a second there, Joseph. Um, if you can, you can you reclarify what you were saying, kind of. I don't know if it was anybody else in the chat. Let me know, but to me, I couldn't hear you. It went in and out. Can you repeat what you were saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to ask you another question about Justin, right? Um, from from a Georgia perspective, right? Like linebackers, you look at like uh, you look at the lineage, right? Under Coach Schumann, right? Where, you know, do you think Justin fits better in? Um, do you think he fits better inside? Where do you, where do you think? Has he told you where he think he would project at Georgia? Like, would it be inside? Or would it be more outside? What have you heard about that? Yeah. Uh, inside, okay. No, I think that's I think that's interesting to know because, you, like you, um, you know, you look at you know, Jam- uh, JDJ right now, right, and then you just kind of look at the that middle linebacker spot, and you like, you know, you're looking at Roquan and all those guys, Nakobe and things like that. It's just from a Georgia's perspective, it's just it's just insane to see that. Um, you know, I was interested also to to see like with this recruiting class, right, looking at what Georgia's expecting. Right in the 24 cycle, when it comes to linebackers, I'm I'm, su- I'm not surprised. I think I think he might be the only inside type backer in this class. But yeah, would y'all did y'all discuss the potential of adding other linebackers? Did he was there any situation where he kind of questioned anything, or was he just eager to get in? And you know, was he eager just like hey, it's competition? Yeah, 
Um, I don't think every question, <laughs> but oh, yeah. I, I mean, obviously we're you know we're glad to have them and dogs on demand saying that twenty four cycle or recruiting class is loaded and it's unreal. Yeah, I mean it's it's nasty. You look at the the, the crazy thing about it is there's more room for the defensive side of the ball to get um, to get more guys on in the class and that's just something that is pretty interesting there. Um, so I think you know. I guess now that now that he's in the class, right? Like when it comes to Oak Ridge, I want to get I want to kind of transfer this over to you now. Um, you know, what are you looking forward to now? Uh, now that his his recruitment's out of the way, obviously you're committed to Georgia. Um, what is what's that looking like for you um, when it comes to the season? Right? Are you? I mean, you're playing in Texas, man. There's some there's some big time ball there. Um, you know, what are you most excited about for this upcoming season, uh, senior season, I should say? Um, for me, my personal goal is being the best defensive lineman in Texas. And then for my team goals, undefeated season, and then going deep into the playoffs. What uh, what classification is Oak Ridge? Is it like a 6-7A or? It's 6-A. 6-A, okay. I mean, that's, that's some big boy football up there. Uh, I see Visor in here saying Dog Dynasty. Yeah. Um, now that, you know, obviously he's celebrating, you know this has got to be the case. Um, you know, what's it, what's it look like now? Is there any is there any guys on your team that maybe future cycle that could be getting looks at? I mean, is Georgia looking at anybody at Oak Ridge? Or, I mean, I don't really know much about the Texas-style recruiting or anything like that. Just curious, is there anybody that you're trying to push teammates that are on Oak Ridge right now that – Hey, come to Georgia with us. Is there anybody that might be looking at that way or not? Yeah, I'm trying to get one of my um, one of my buddies. He's my neighbor, actually. He lives right across from me. He's an outside backer. Absolutely. Hey, I, I, before I let you go, man, I know you, you've you've got a stuff to do and everything, and I'm assuming uh, workouts and stuff in the morning. Uh, is there anything you want to drop? Uh, well, actually, there's one more question here. Uh, Israel's asking about Waniri. Is are you trying to recruit uh, Williams Waniri? Excuse me. Is it Waniri? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm assuming that might be one guy that you're trying to go for, potentially trying to see if he'll come in the class, right? It's that's a that's a that's a interesting situation, right? So I figure I think to answer Israel's question and Joseph, you're probably on this. I'm pretty sure you're trying to talk him into coming in this class too. Um, but other than that, I mean, I do want to thank you for your time uh, coming on and and kind of giving us an idea of what you know what Georgia just landed with your teammate, man. Uh, is there anything you want to say to the folks before uh, before you got to get out of here? Um. Hey man, just want to say again, uh, thanks for your time. Uh, thanks for coming on, kind of giving us some insight, right? See your teammate, right? Obviously, you see him every day at practice. You played with him before, uh, so it's nice to get that kind of insight uh, as to what Georgia just landed. Hey, make sure, make sure to go look up uh, Joseph here. Go look him up on Instagram. Go look up on Twitter and go give my man a follow, right? 
go do that. Hey, again, uh, Joseph, thanks again for coming on, man, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, guys. With that being said, told you we were going to bring somebody on. Told you it was Joseph Ajonye. So with that being said, we'll get back to it. Uh, first things first, um, make sure if you haven't already, check out Apotheos. Guys, y'all know it. Starts the day every day. Great, great coffee. Great coffee. It's just what it does. Um, I'm just saying here, check them out. Follow Apotheos Roastery on Instagram. Apotheos Coffee on Twitter. Give them a follow. Get you some coffee. Check out dgdpodcast.com. Shop Apotheos now. Get you some coffee. <clears throat> and with that being said, Kobe, welcome back, sir. The great disappearing trick of 2023. Now you see me? Now you don't. You know, it's, it's interesting It's interesting to see, right, like two teammates, right, come in and, and be in on the same team in the same cycle for uh obviously for georgia uh listen i'm ecstatic i'm ecstatic to see uh what they what these guys do um you know kind of not saying it's the same situation but for what it's worth it kind of reminds me of the jordan davis and the kobe dean thing in philly right um it's kind of going on and popping there um uh dogs on demand says cannot wait to see a jonye pushing six four that six six ten wingspan uh, showing off that powerful point of attack, <laughs> uh, long levered separating the blockers and stuff. Man, I'm I'm ecstatic about that. The Caucasian menace. Okay. <laughs> Where? What? Explain yourself, please. Well, everybody was talking. It was, he was a Nigerian nightmare. What you did there? I see what you did. Caucasian menace. He's back. Oh my God. Anyways. Man, you know, you're looking at the situation there, right? Now Georgia, when, and with the addition of Justin Williams, um, just further solidifying their uh, their grasp on the number one class, right? Um, when it comes down to it, right, I don't see anybody topping Georgia for this. When it, when all said and done, do you know, with with the addition of Justin Williams, do you think, do you think? This is Georgia's best class ever, and if so, how far of a gap do you think it would be? Um, yeah, I think that you know there are obviously still some pieces floating around out there. Um, you know, Williams Nwiri, uh, KJ Bolden committing here soon. Obviously, it hurts that you're gonna. You know, I mean, I don't feel bad saying it here. Anybody watching, it, it hurts you're gonna lose Riddick. I mean, you are. You just flat out are gonna lose Riddick. That hurts. I mean, it'd have been great if you could have taken him and him and Justin um, Breland, the defensive lineman, still floating around. Um, Nate Frazier, obviously, you lean in, in a good way for him. But obviously, there's still some pieces that that have to fall. Um, I think like we've talked about maybe like five or six more at the most. I think so. Somewhere around there. Sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about couple, right. Couple couple other linebackers that may or may not um, pop as well. Uh, I think it'll be quite interesting. I think anytime you get the number one quarterback, um, it always is a historic class. It just has that feel to it. People like the flashiness of um, of the quarterback. But it definitely is going to help, like you're saying, that you basically are going to take possibly the number one defensive lineman, possibly. But for right now, you have the number one corner, the number one middle linebacker. You're trending well for the number one safety. You have, in most cases, the number one quarterback 
according to on three, Nate Frazier would be the number one running back, I believe. Um, you know, anytime you get guys like that, um, it, it just turns up being a historic class. Um, the the trick will be, can you keep it together? How long can you keep it together? How well can you keep it together? I really thought Texas A&M did a better job keeping theirs together a year out than I would have believed. I would have thought uh, they've had an exodus, but I really thought they would have had more of an exodus than they've had with the year that they had. Um, same thing with our 2018 class with, with Jay Fields and all those guys. We can sit here and talk about the guys that didn't pan out or left early or whatever. Um, ultimately, that class still was very successful. I mean, you know, their, what would have been their senior year is the year we won the first natty. If I did that, yeah. that I think. There's always that, like, I mean, especially in today's world, right, with NIL and things like that, you know, I, you always get kind of concerned, right? I mean, like you said, A&M, they, they had an exodus. What I thought was bad, but it, like I said, I guess you're right. It could have been worse. Um, well, I really, think they this, kept the majority of the D-line, which is what was so impressive. They kept the quarterback. They still have Evan Stewart. They still – I mean, to me, they still have the tight end that they took from Oconee County, to my knowledge. Um, they still have a lot of really good talent. Like, yeah, they lost Smoke Bowie, but obviously, like, now that Smoke Bowie has stepped away from our program as well, how big of a loss is that really in retrospect? I think they lost maybe another corner to Colorado, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that wasn't Denver, wrong. It was Denver Harris. I think he went to LSU, wasn't it? Oh, LSU. Okay. Yeah, I think Denver went to LSU. But still. So you've lost yeah. a couple guys along the way, but I really thought you could have lost, you know, two or three of the deep five-star defense linemen you took last year. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I, I think, I mean, for what it's worth, I think you're right. I think it's, you know, when you look back at that class, right, like was it seven or eight five-stars or something like that? Depend on, I guess maybe depend on the, the recruiting service, like eight. Like it's just insanity. It was. It was a lot. <sighs> Um, you know, like you said, though, man, like when it comes to Georgia, though, kind of getting back on track, I think you look at like Georgia's in the fast track for a lot of some key names, and, and there's some big ones, right? I think you're looking at, <clears throat> excuse me, now that you got Justin Williams in the fold, and we talked about Riddick, you know, you're looking at Chris Jones, Chris Cole, right? You're feeling like you're in the, the leader, you know, in the driver's seat there with those two. You know, who's who knows, man? Chris Jones may pop any minute, or any day, I should say, I guess. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, and then you got Nate Frazier, right? You bring in Nate Frazier. Yeah, obviously you look at last cycle and people are still going to give you crap about it, right? Losing, all, Missing out on Justice Haynes, and that was a miss. That was a big miss. Um, but if you go back if you go back and look at it, right, you bring in Roderick Robinson. And so far, you know, I'm, I'm content with where he is. But you know, when you go into the 24th cycle, now you're looking at three, just three backs that, that's going to come in and replace – Right, because there's going to be some attrition after the season at running back, and so needing three backs was huge. So if, if if Nate Frazier does commit to Georgia, I think that's going to be the exclamation point to a really really solid running back class. And you know, then you look at other positions on the defense, right? So you're obviously you're looking at July, but August could be big for Georgia as well. Um, so. I, I, listen, we already got some dates in August too. Yeah, we got. Uh, was it uh, KJ's KJ Bolton August fifth? Um, Winery is sometime in August. I'd heard there might be chance that he pops like 
later because I think I saw something about the first and then it got pushed around potentially um, so we'll see but I think that I think some point in August I think he's supposed to announce so I mean you got two two massive guys in August right there um, you know but I, I kind of want to get your opinion on this overall cycle right out now that Justin Williams is in the fold right you got a linebacker um, what recruit uh, out of this cycle that's currently committed is it excites you the most what it when it comes to potential at the next uh, at Georgia uh, you know in general uh, what recruit uh, excites you the most um I would say right now I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards Ellis Robinson um, he he has impressed me he's kind of um, I think the easy answer would be Justin Williams, obviously, as well. But Ellis Robinson, I mean, you know, he's rated – pretty sure he's rated the number one recruit on, like, ESPN somewhere. Somewhere he's the number one overall. It was ESPN. Um, You're right. It was ESPN. Um, but I think it speaks volumes, the fact that we really don't have another cornerback in this cycle. I think that if you were to tell me that the DB coach of Kirby Smart, the defensive coordinator of Kirby Smart, is pleased to take one corner and obviously, you know, a, a handful, a plethora of safeties, but one corner, basically. DeMello De should be playing uh, cornerback. So, you you obviously, you know, for the if we, since we were last on, you lose uh, the, you know, decommitment from uh, Jalen Hayward. So, that leaves you with currently Ellis Robinson, DeMello, and – um, Jaden uh, Hayward. So, with those three, right? If, Wood, if Woodyard, w- well, sorry, Woodyard. That's right. My my fault. Um, Woodyard, Demello, and Ellis. Demello, I think will play corner. Um, so you're looking at. But he's an athlete right now. I guess is my. Yeah, yeah I, I think he, I think he plays corner though at, the, at Georgia. That's just I mean, me no saying. doubt. Dude, he may project there one day, but I'm just saying like. As far as like a true top five cornerback in the cycle, Demello is not ranked as that. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, so, I mean, it, you have the number one corner, the number and obviously possibly number one overall recruit. You're not actively looking at like the number three corner, the number four. Corner. Uh, I, you're okay. looking yeah, like that, he that, is the right. one true corner. If you're able to turn Demello into a quality cornerback, obviously you'll happily do so. I mean, yeah. I'm with you. Project guy, kind of like a Mark Webb or somebody like that. That you get in, you turn him into a project, and he pans out well. Plays well, I mean, a lot of good snaps for you. you. You bring that up, but then you look back at the 23 cycle with like Kyron Jones and like I mean, not Chris Pill. Chris Pill is a four-star uh, DB, right? But like Kyron Jones, like he was getting recruited as I think it's like a running back at NC State, and, and now you're looking at him projecting to be in the secondary. Right, to kick and flat out move. That's the that's the fun part. Um, Dogs on demand says two pieces here. He says that uh, the Justin Williams commitment was huge. Uh, the Texas pipelines open and more could be in the fold. Yeah, I mean that's you have to look at Texas being a hotbed for recruiting in general, and you know it just establishes. I feel like it establishes Georgia's this national brand where Georgia can go anywhere in the country and pick the best players if they choose. And and that's that's important, right? Like people, I th- I think people get carried away with this notion to lock down the state, and Georgia's loaded with in-state talent, right? But Georgia's at a situation, and I think Georgia's in that 
that area where you go get the best players in the country because you can. And, I mean, listen, you want to get guys in the state, right? I think you have to do that. But you also have to understand, like, the culture, right? The culture of do I want to be a dog? Yeah. But that's just just my take on it. I guess guess my point, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, but – 2016 Kirby Smart, when he came in, he he saw how we were recruiting, and he saw that we were getting bullied nationally and in our own state. So his big emphasis early was lock down the state of Georgia, win where we can win. We should be able to win in the state for quality recruits, and we did. Like we're saying, for a long time, some of those really good classes that he put together early in his career we're locking down the state of Georgia. Since then, since you've won some, since you've gotten better, he's always been known to nitpick and go and get guys here or there from other states. I think you're really seeing since COVID, really, that he is going to go get the 25 guys that play football the way he wants them to play football that love football the way he wants them to love football, that project in our system the way we want them to project. He doesn't care where you're from. He just cares that you have the ability to play, to love the game, to go to class, to show up to meetings, to to be a good person and a good student and a good student athlete. You know, if, if that's three guys from Texas, if that's a quarterback from Arizona, it, all these things, who cares? You know, obviously there are years that you wish you could lock down some guys here or there. Like last year, like we're talking about Justice Haynes, Caleb Downs. It would have been nice if you could have gotten Sammy Brown, Mike Matthews, a couple guys, in-state guys, um, Landon Thomas even, the tight end. But it's hard. You're getting negatively recruited on all all sides of you. Florida State's negatively recruiting you, telling Landon Thomas he's just going to be another cog. You know, Clemson's telling Sammy Brown you could probably be a day one starter at Clemson. You know, you're just they're, – they're, they're evil afoot. And, and you're at the wrong end of people saying, why would you want to go there? I mean, we did the same thing early on in our career against Bama. Why would you want to go there? You're going to have to wait two to three years to get to play, and then you're just going to be another name versus – or another number. Versus you come here, you play week one possibly as a freshman, and you could be one of the best football players we've ever had at said school. I, I think that matters, though, too. I, I think with, with your entire point there, right, just I think establishing yourself as that national brand, right? We saw Bama do it, right, and it felt like a little brother thing where you kind of get envious of it, right? Now Georgia's taking that ability, and, and they have it. Right, so I think that matters. Uh, as Mike Dudley here points out, uh, Georgia's gotten twelve the last seven in twelve in the last seven years from Texas. So that you see, you start to see the Texas pipelines, the Florida pipelines, Cali establishing there and and trying to maintain that. Like these these pipelines that you, we that we call it, right? You're bringing them in and you're creating them and establishing them, and, and now you're trying to maintain several pipelines so you can go to any state at any point really and and that's just impressive to me um but i think when you look at it right you recruit the best guys 
you play on the field better, what it looks like, right? Um, and then go from there. Uh, Dogs on Demand says, I think is the biggest recruit because of his potential to make the offense better than it's ever been before. Uh, he says that Dylan's a mini Patrick Mahomes. That's a game changer for the future. I think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because, you know, everybody looks at Raiola, and rightfully so, but do not sleep on Puglisi. Puglisi is, listen, that kid can kick and sling it. I think he's a damn good quarterback, too. Um, not Listen, I'm not speculating anything like that, but I'm just saying do not, uh, over, you know, don't overlook him at that point as well. Um, curious if Pat's still here and question for everyone, have we ever landed teammates under Kirby before in the same cycle? Hmm. Like, obviously, I know we've landed teammates because, like, um, Andrew Thomas was teammates with maybe Schaefer. I can't remember. Somewhere in those Atlanta schools, some of the O-linemen were teammates. Maybe it was, like, Schaefer and Jamari or, like, somewhere in that. Well, do you, you have to be careful was, with the IMG, though, right? Like, Yeah, I'm not counting IMG. Oh, okay. Because IMG would be – I'm I'm He's counting the fact that like a true high school like Oak, Oak Ridge, mm-hmm. they're like you're not paying to go there or getting paid to go there. I guess I got you. Okay. Um, hmm. I'd have to think. I I couldn't think of anybody. And then not I think, only I think this is one of the few, if anything, for sure. Well, not only that, but on the same side of the ball. And I think I was sure. looking the other day that like Oak this team in Texas has like a num another top three hundred recruit on offense. That, that may be the linebacker that he was uh, that uh, Joseph was talking about earlier. I think he was alluding to another teammate potentially. So maybe that's the case. Um, that is God, Toby. That's a good question, man. I think anybody. Where's the pat fact when you need it? Um, just gonna leave that there. I, there, yeah, you, there you, you look that's what this. I remember too. Thomas and Jamari were teammates, but they weren't in the same class. But they played. Uh, okay. I believe. Correct me. That was Pace Academy. Right. Sounds right. Yeah, yeah. sounds right. That sounds right. I get yeah. it all confused. Well, if, if, if Georgia lands – my question is, if Georgia lands KJ August 5th, do you consider the Raiola-KJ situation a two-part as well? Like a two times? Just because, I mean, technically, by technicality, technicality, you know, they are at Buford together. So maybe that's the case. Um, I don't know. That is, that's a damn good question. I need to do some research on that. That's Boy, that's a good question. That's a good one. Uh, Israel did say, but um, they were. He confirmed what you were saying, Kobe. Um, let's see. Dogs on Demand says, "Can't yeah, can't sleep on Puglizzi. Uh He's a sneaky, sensational. Said uh, sneaky, sensational. Personally, talking with Rusty at Dogs HQ, uh, he agrees with the sentiment as well. So yeah, I, I think you've got multiple people looking at Puglizzi as one of those guys. Are you muted? Yeah, I am. Katie called, oh. so I was telling her. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think, you know, looking at this cycle, man, like if, if I had to choose one now, now that I get a chance to answer, um, I'm going to try to go different here, man. Give me – like it, it's easy to look at Rayola. It's easy to look at Ellis. You know, I, I'm, I'm excited for – if I had to choose, man, it's, I know it's going to sound boring, but give me Nair Daniels, man. That kid to be – no, Marcus Easley too. I think Marcus Easley actually. I'm going to take Marcus Easley because 
when you take a look at what he's able to do at was six six three forty five, if I'm not mistaken, his ability to run the way he can is Broderick esque. If, if you know what I mean, like just legitimate freak athlete, because he's got like eighty five inch arm span or wingspan on top of the six six three forty five. He probably would. I'm assuming he'll probably slim down to play at the three twenties range at the next level. I would assume. Um, it's just, it's unfair for a human being of that size to move that fast. And, and I think that's something that excites me, right? Because it's so easy to look at a skill position player and, and do that, right? Like, you can look at Nitro Tuggle, you can look at Nikar, right? I completely get it. Sokovia as well. Uh, I mean, you can look at Dwight Phillips. Like Dwight Phillips is a name that I don't know if a lot of people, um, you know, are really paying attention to. Right? Dwight Phillips is going to bring some world-class speed. In that run, in that running back room, but when it comes to the big nasties, man, just, just Easley's capability to to run as fast as he did and and as well in in an open space as well as he can, it's unfair. It's just unfair. Um, Mitch says we're getting an announcement from Winery and Bolden the next week. Uh, I don't know if it's in Winery's in the next week. I know for sure KJ's August fifth. Uh, we'll kind of wait and see what happens with Winery, but I'm sure it's in August. I would assume at that point. Um, yeah, I think there's yeah I think there's a situation where there's some stuff going on right now in his recruitment. He's actually expected to go to Oregon this uh, this weekend, I think. Which if if he goes to Oregon, that's actually good for Georgia. Just keep that here over that, but just gonna leave that there. Um, now, I think with I think with Veneri, you know, you you look at Oklahoma, but I think it's just a Mizzou Georgia battle here. Um, and the fact that the fact that he pushed it back, I think he did push it back uh, from the first. If if he pushed it back, then you, I'm a little concern there for me. Um, we we saw we've experienced if it's Mizzou, we've experienced this situation before. So keeping that in mind, exactly the Luther Burden plan. Absolutely. But in the end, listen, I think, you know, NIL is one thing, but NFL reigns supreme. So keep that in mind. But you don't know. Never know with any, any situation nowadays. Can't, can't know a kid's situation, but, um, you know, from, from what we've heard whispers of, obviously, um, you know, just going to gonna be a, a battle between a lot of, between a lot of schools um, kind of coming down the stretch for him. Oh, yeah. It's it's one of those things where, I mean, you're going to have – I mean, listen, and rightfully so, that kid is, is a freak too. <laughs> kid's, a, kid's a freak, man. That's another uh, – you know, I'd, lo- I'd love to see Winery commit to Georgia and be that um, – that, that you know, get the trifecta, the Nigerian trifecta, get that situated with Igboko and Ajonye, and if you bring Winery in, whew, man – Uzo and Trey Scott's better be licking their damn chops at this point. Just gonna leave that there. <laughs> uh, Mitch got a perfect point. <laughs> Sandy hopes that uh, he selects a Dominic Lovett plan instead. You got to be careful with how you say that because Dominic did go to Missouri first. So keep Make that in mind. Later. Yeah, I want him. I want him to come to Georgia. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, give it. I, I want to take a second too uh, before we forget. Um, Second sponsor of the show, uh, Alumni Hall, folks. Um, DGDPodcast.com. You can shop Alumni Hall there, or you can check out DGDPodcast.com 
forward slash alumni hall. And you can learn more about the company uh, located in Athens, uh, licensed apparel, accessories, all your tailgate needs. Um, obviously, the season is rapidly approaching. Go to dgdpodcast.com, shop alumni hall, or if you're in Athens, go to the store, mention the DGD podcast, get 10% off your order. Get ready for the season in style, and there's no better way to do it than with Alumni Hall. Kobe, any takeaways, any final remarks for the night? Um, you know, leave a comment down below, possibly like the video. Um, you know, let us know how you're liking the DGD podcast after dark. It's something, you know, Robert and we're just trying out. Um, I think it's working a little bit better with our schedules, uh, but. We're very flexible, you know, if you like it, maybe at 9 instead of 9.30. Um, we're just really trying to get a get a feel for um, what's going to work for, for us in the long term, what's going to work for y'all, what's going to be able to get, you know, the most interaction, the most comments. Obviously, we're a podcast that does a live show. Um, you know, obviously not a ton of the podcasts you may or may not watch or listen to are truly live and interactive with an audience. Um, you know, it's kind of makes us unique. It's something we enjoy to do. We enjoy to read your questions, comments, concerns, jokes. Um, but we we need y'all to be here um, and interactive. And we don't need to make it so late that all the grandma and grandpas are going to bed out there in the world. So, Speaking of grandmas, there's one that she hasn't showed up yet. I don't get why. That's what I'm saying. And she even told us earlier that it was going to work better for her schedule. I'll tell you, it's everybody. I would show up. It's a shame. It's a shame. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mitch says if y'all start being night owls, we may have to cross streams at some point. <laughs> Got to be careful with how that sounds coming out. Um, other than that, though, man, listen, obviously, you know, the fact that we do do the live show, right? We also uh, we do audio podcasts as well. So for those listening, uh, we hope you embrace the change. We hope that you understand what's going on, and we listen. We are thinking about you as well. So we're gonna have to try to have the show out as soon as we can, uh, and it may be in the morning for you when you wake up. Uh, but we'll try to get it out to you as soon as we can. Um, I know at one point we had just got a situation where we were trying to get the same day uh, for the audio as well. Um, so we're gonna try to keep to that as much as we can. Uh, but we'll just keep y'all posted there. But I think other than that, Kobe, uh, it's a damn good day to be a dog, ain't it? Great first DGD podcast after dark, too. What better than having a recruit on, big-time recruit after a big-time commitment? Hope you have a nightlight, because if not, you're going to have a nightmare. Guys, we'll catch you all later on the next episode. Have a great night, and make sure you go like Kirby Smart's Go Dogs tweet. Uh, we're ending it there. Have a great day, and go dogs. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. 
Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.